Good evening and welcome to Own It with me, Cyril Falloon. Of course, uh, last week we spoke to uh, Terry Ann Adams about uh, where she grew up, of course, Eldorado Park, and uh, also she uh, broke some of the stigmas and uh, also elaborated on what it was like growing up there and also uh, the uh, visits she also still do make every now and again. But you're more than welcome to go and listen back to that one on the blog on ofm.co.za. But tonight, again, getting to know her a little better every episode and uh, Terry Ann so nice to have you back again thanks for having me Cyril so Terry Ann um, if we uh, talk about albinism I mean uh, in your community when you grew up you were the only person with albinism in in the community itself um, so I think there's a lot of people that's not exactly sure what it is and uh, so if you can maybe just um, help us out on that and also just maybe tell us how how it affects your daily life um, all right so what albinism is is a genetic skin condition where your body does not produce enough melanin, um, which is what makes the skin brown. And actually it produces no melanin at all. Let me just put it like that. It produces no melanin at all. And what you need melanin for is to protect you from the sun, obviously. And then um, when you don't have any melanin in your eyes, it makes you very light sensitive um, in terms of your vision. So there are about 11 to 12 types of, of albinism, which is what people don't really know. And each uh, type of albinism sometimes is very region specific, sometimes it's not. Um, so for example, the type of albinism that I have is, is not very African. It's not region specific to Africa. It is actually region specific to Asia, but that could speak to my colored heritage. Um, but also, yeah, so, so there are about 11 types and each type has like different levels of, of melanin. So what that does is you are very prone to skin cancer um, and getting burned by the sun, but also you have vision problems because you of that light sensitivity. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, tell me one thing. Um, you know, I've been made aware that um, people with albinism are being hunted for, for mooty purposes. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's a reality for you guys. I mean, how do you deal with that? I think for me, because I live in the city, um, I live in Johannesburg, the reality for me is a bit far removed, say, than from someone who lives in rural areas or someone who lives in a hotspot country like Malawi or Tanzania. And um, there is a lot of fear, fear around our community because, yes, I might live in Johannesburg, but you never know who you've been to, blah, blah, blah. And I remember... My uh, family always tells me stories of how people actually wanted to buy me when I was um, a child because of the albinism and the sort of myths around it. Um, so there is fear, but I think it is more far removed from me than it is from someone who is in a hotspot like that. And I cannot imagine what they're going through. But do you think it can be different? I mean, if uh, if let's say you guys get a different uh, representation in the media, for instance? I think when it comes to the, the hunting and the, and the multi and, and that aspect, I think cultural um, beliefs are very entrenched and they're very, it's not something you're going to change overnight. Mm. And so the solution, I think, for that is, is a very a governmental one. 
And I think that from a policy perspective, we need to get government protecting people with albinism. So in that way, you know, you'd have like um, actual policy in place. So that's how I think you can change something like that, something that is so deeply entrenched in culture and something that's not going to just end overnight. Um, there needs to be sort of more protection from the governments of these places. There needs to be um, programs in place that can help people with albinism move out of such areas. There needs to be harsher punishments for um, people who even think of engaging in, in these type of practices. There needs to be watchdogs to look out for those type of people. It's a very complicated um, mm. process, and I think it needs to come from the top, top levels uh, of government. Um, whereas with the minor aggression, which is what every person with albinism faces, which is the staring, the ableism, the, 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 actual, the being kept out of jobs, um, the mental bullying, I think that can be solved by better representation in the media. All right. Okay. So, do you think do you think it's being done, or do you think it should be should be done, uh, you know, more aggressively? Um, I think it's been done, and I will be very critical on my way on the way that it's being done. I think we do have. So, we've got a person with albinism who is working for SBC News, which I think is awesome because it's not very focused on her albinism. She is a journalist, mm. like anybody else which is great. Um, but when we have albinism and, and more broadly, when we've got disability in fiction, there's always this storyline that centers around it. And you feel like the person with albinism or the person with a disability is being used as like a plot device. You know, you never just get a person with albinism an extra going to go and buy coffee in Opi Coffee, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. you, you you never get like, and, and sorry, I'm not meaning to call out saying love, love y'all. Um, we actually, we never get that across the board. We don't just get a person with albinism just walking in, in the store. And, you know, so there's always that belief that people with albinism are very few and that when you see them, they have to be this special thing. We have to be this plot device. So I think yeah, a better representation in fiction is actually what I think we need to, to focus on. Wonderful. All right. So Terry, now time unfortunately has come to an end again. It's so quick because I know that next week we'll be talking about your novel, um, of course. So I'm really excited about that. Cannot wait. Download this inspirational message now on the OFM Nights blog on ofm.co.za. Own it. Your moment of inspiration on OFM, the sound of your life.